What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports for Wednesday, November 22nd. I am so excited for today's show. It's a busy show. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. You guys responded very strongly to my LeBron James take last week. You guys brought up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, so I'm excited to talk about that. We will do NFL Buy or Sell at the beginning of the second segment of this show. We'll talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I've been promising that segment forever. But I want to start today with Colin Kaepernick. It has become very clear to me that Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed by the NFL. It's a fact. It's proven. And people are shocked. People are freaking out. People are overwhelmed. People cannot believe that Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed by the NFL. Doesn't surprise me. And it doesn't even bother me. It's very simple why Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed. And I have no issue with it. Google earlier this year fired James Damone after he had made a memo criticizing the diversity policies within Google. Whether James was right or James was wrong, James was bad for business. Google had to remove James from their business and fire James Damone. Again, whether you agree with him or not, he was just bad for business. He was creating bad publicity, and you can't have that if you are a company like Google. Colin Kaepernick is bad for business. Let's look at this from an NFL owner's standpoint. Let's look at them from their perspective. Colin Kaepernick is bad for business. The fear with Colin Kaepernick is that with him taking a knee, something I supported and respected. I think Colin Kaepernick stands for something very cool. I like it. I believe he was doing something he believed in. And I actually liked his message. I, I wish the media had not construed and taken the message Colin Kaepernick was trying to stand for and manipulated it and twisted it into something else. But I think Colin Kaepernick's intention was good. I think he had the right idea and stood for something he believed in. However, that does not mean it's good for business. And as an NFL owner, you do not want to alienate or isolate your fans. You want the support of your fan base. And Colin Kaepernick was very, very controversial and brought in things and ideas that are potentially bad for business. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's a fact. NFL owners were afraid that this would drive away their fans and you never want your fans to tune out because of something you are doing. It's a PR media nightmare and it's very sad. The NFL, and really any market, any market driven by fans or sales has to make decisions that are best for business. Now, not all, maybe, I wish it would have been cool maybe if the NFL had said, this isn't best for the bottom line, but we're doing this because it's the best for whatever. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that here. And I, I don't know that we can really criticize them because it happens all the time. People make business decisions that are not, that are good for, that are good for the bottom line, but maybe not good for uh, the, the, the world exactly. And they're not as altruistic. Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed. He is not. The NFL owners have said, we're not going to sign Colin Kaepernick this year. And you know what? Uh, It stinks. It's sad. But it's not. We're not freaking out. I'm not freaking out about it. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't surprise me. It's what we should expect. You know, why are fidget spinners sold? Fidget spinners are sold because people buy them. Fans and sales drive the market. We we NFL owners look at it this way. They want to do what's best for business. And Colin Kaepernick simply has not. The fear is that Colin Kaepernick may not be good for business. Again, I use a James Damone example with Google. And Colin Kaepernick, let's be very honest about Colin Kaepernick. His stats did drop off. Colin Kaepernick is simply not the same quarterback he was when he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. He's a different quarterback now than he was back then. Yeah. I wish Colin Kaepernick would come on my show. Colin Kaepernick, if you ever want to sit down and do an interview with me or even Skype in or phone in, I would love to meet you. 
I, I like your message. And I want to hear from you, Colin Kaepernick. Do you want to play football? Do you actually want to play football? Because I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's not very clear to me whether Colin Kaepernick wants to play football or not because he has not come out and said in the media, he's not done an interview. He hasn't sat down and said, I want to play football. And why is that? Why have we not heard from Colin Kaepernick? Why are there not videos of him training? Why does it seem like he doesn't care about football? That's a very real reality of Colin Kaepernick. Quarterbacks far worse than Colin Kaepernick are being signed to play in the NFL. And it's no, it's no, it's, it's no secret the NFL doesn't want Colin Kaepernick, and I have no problem with it. Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed, uh, and you know what? That is business. It's sad. It's too bad that the message was lost. But Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed by the NFL, and I have no problem with it. Colin Kaepernick, do you want to play football? Let's hear, let's hear it from you. That is the truth. That is what's happening, and Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed by the NFL. I have no problem with it. I want to move on to this. What is my job as a broadcaster? I, I know this. I know that my job is not to convince you of anything. I'm not trying to persuade you. My job is to share my authentic opinions and be interesting. I, I'm very careful. I select stories that interest you as the viewers. I talk about things that you are interested in, and I share my honest opinions about them. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm just trying to create stories. I, you know, it's really cool. We have a very good YouTube community on the show. The, the community on YouTube does not say horrible things and tell me to go uh, whack myself and stop giving. They don't say give up. They, people are not mean to me in the comments on YouTube very often. It's pretty cool. The people that listen to this show seem like they have something interesting to say and they like to be engaging. So my comments on, uh, my comments on YouTube are often things like, hey, I disagree, but I like you said this. The people that listen to my show seem to be the kind of people that want to be challenged. They may not agree with me, but they're like, hey, I like that you made me think about this in a different way. My audience has become a lot like me. I like, I'm open to strong opinions. I'm open to differing opinions. And I'm open to hearing the other side of an argument. I made the argument last week, uh, a very, very strong, convincing argument. And again, my my job is not to persuade you to be interesting, but I'm pretty sure I convinced most people. LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is not the best basketball player of all time. The truth is, LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. I think word for word, I believe I said uh, the most talented human ever to touch a basketball. Is that possible? That's what I said. I believe that is what I said. But I made the distinction. LeBron James is not the most accomplished basketball player of all time. LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. There's a difference. Accomplishments versus talent and ability. You know, it's funny. LeBron James has now played the same number of games Michael Jordan has played in his career. And... LeBron's stats are better by the thousands. He has a better shooting percentage, better three-point shooting percentage, thousands more rebounds, thousands more assists. LeBron James is a better all-around basketball player than Michael Jordan was. And we still want to use the six rings argument. People are like, oh, Michael Jordan has six rings. And it's like, no, if the, if the goal is accomplishment, Bill Russell actually has 11 rings and 11 championships. Therefore, Bill Russell, if your argument is accomplishments, Bill Russell then is the best NBA basketball player of all time. But that's not the argument. The argument is best basketball player of all time. And I won. I pretty much won. It's pretty funny that people aren't really arguing. They're not pushing back. They're not saying you're wrong. Michael Jordan's better than LeBron James. Uh, It's interesting to me, though, that the narrative has suddenly shifted. For the first time in my entire existence, no one is arguing that I'm wrong. They're, They're bringing up a name I've never heard in this argument before. It's really funny. My friend Jordan said this on Facebook and, and multiple people online 
have come to me and shared this opinion. They're bringing up a name. <laughs> it's, it's funny, like out of nowhere, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is suddenly the greatest basketball player ever to play. And it's like, what? When did this name appear? Where did he come from? Because you never cared about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar before. For the last 30 years, no one has mentioned him. And now suddenly, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the best basketball player ever to play this game? Come on. It's very clear to me. You guys, I mean, that's the, that's the hill you choose to die on is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Are you serious? <laughs> it's, it's a very simple argument. It's very easy. You, you know, you guys are like really, really giving me a great softball. And I'm ready to hit a home run with this. And actually, by the way, it's very clear. No one likes LeBron James. It's not that he's, no one's able to take a step back and away from their emotion and just say, LeBron James, I don't like him, but he's the best basketball player of all time. We're now finding reasons. You clearly just don't like LeBron James. If you're bringing up guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you're like, let's find any excuse and any name we can possibly think of not named LeBron James to label as the best basketball player of all time. You may not like him, but that's a fact. He is the best basketball player of all time. Here's why it's a very simple argument to to argue that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is not the best basketball player of all time. Picture this. There's a filmmaker who only makes horror films. He's stuck in a box. He can only make amazing horror films, but he can't make romantic comedies, can't make action movies. He's stuck. He can only make one type of movie. Is it even possible that guy could be the greatest filmmaker of all time? No, it's not. He has no diversity. He can only make one thing. He's stuck in a box. The greatest filmmaker of all time can make a little bit of everything and do everything at an extremely high level. Guys like Martin Scorsese can do everything. He's, he's super diverse. He can work with different actors, make different types of movies, use different types of scripts. Diversity says something. The reason why Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is not the greatest basketball player of all time is that he cannot play point guard. It's very simple. This is not a who's the best center argument because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is far and away the best center ever to play in the NBA. But I didn't say who's the best center. I said who is the best basketball player. And LeBron James can play any position on the basketball court and could be an all-star playing any position on the basketball court. Put him at center, put him at small forward, put him at point guard. LeBron James can literally do anything on the court. It's incredible. It's amazing. And I cannot believe, I cannot believe you guys had the audacity. I love you guys very much. But I cannot believe you guys brought up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's the name you're going to throw at me as a counter-argument to Michael Jordan. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a better all-around basketball player than LeBron James. You must be insane. Just kidding. I love you guys very much, but you're wrong. You guys gave me, <laughs> you guys gave me a softball. I hit a home run. Come back. Thanks for playing. Let's play another day. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar does not even challenge him. My dad, you know, I, I dinner with my dad tonight. I love my dad so much. My dad not very close. Uh, He's one of those cool guys I just love. And he has interesting opinions. I don't know where he picked this off. I don't, he didn't tell me where his source was. Uh, I'm sure he listened to some radio show and got this. But my dad made a great point today. He said that the reason... I made a good argument why Chip Kelly would not go to UCLA on Monday. I'm very proud of that take. My dad said this. My dad pointed out Chip Kelly, the former Oregon Ducks coach, and Phil Knight, the president, head, CEO, whoever, the creator of Nike. Phil Knight and Chip Kelly are good friends. And relationships matter in sports, in business, in all avenues, relationships matter. UCLA is an Under Armour school, which means that UCLA does not work with Nike. And because relationships matter, and Chip Kelly and Phil Knight are friends, Chip Kelly will not go to UCLA and will not coach an Under Armour school. 
Coming up next, NFL buy or sell is next. I'm going to take a short break. We will talk about the Seahawks. The Seahawks really cheaped out and made a huge mistake with one player. I want to talk about that. And later down the road, Jimmy Garoppolo, he may not play this year. And I don't know that that's uh, for the reasons you think. I'm very excited to talk about that. It's going to be a great, great take. I'm excited. A lot of good stuff coming ahead. Please subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Tell your friends about the show. Watch videos of my ugly dumb mug talking on YouTube. And share this with your friends. You like this podcast. Clearly, you're listening to it. Tell your friends, hey, there's a podcast called Strong Opinion Sports. I really like it. Tell your friends about this show. My name is Zach Schaumler. I will be right back. Oh, I'm so excited. This is my favorite segment of the entire show. This is called NFL Buy or Sell. I love, I'm a nerd about stocks. I talk about NFL teams as if they were stocks. I buy NFL teams. If I like them, I sell NFL teams. If I'm down on them, and I do not believe in them. This is NFL buy or sell. First, I want to say I am buying the Eagles. The Eagles are the best all-around team in the NFL. They have a great new running back. They have Carson Wentz, a top quarterback. They're good on the offensive line, the defensive line. The Eagles are poised to make a Super Bowl run. I am buying a ton of the Eagles. I am selling the Cowboys. Between their injury to their left tackle, the Ezekiel Elliott suspension, I believe that the Cowboys season is over. It's very sad. But after getting routed by the Eagles, clearly... Those two losses are just too great to overcome. I love Dak Prescott. I'm very sad, but the Cowboys season is over. I'm selling the Cowboys. I'm buying a ton of the Saints. The Saints look great. They had a tough win last week over the Redskins. I really believe, I mean, they have, they're on an eight-game winning streak. That's extremely impressive. They're playing good defense. They're running the ball well. They have Drew Brees, Sean Payton. The Saints are for real. They could make a run at the Super Bowl this year. A great Super Bowl would be, honestly, Peyton Manning, or sorry, Sean Payton and New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees versus the Patriots. Saints-Patriots could be the Super Bowl. That would be fantastic. I'm selling the Chiefs. The Chiefs last week lost to the Giants. They could not score a touchdown against the New York Giants. It's it's terrible. It's sad. Alex Smith had two picks. I love Alex Smith, but a scooter cannot beat a motorcycle in a race. Alex Smith is a scooter. You just got to move on. I love the guy. It's sad, but it's, it's very clear and it's apparent. It's time. He just doesn't have it. He's not good enough to get you over the hump. I love Alex Smith. Alex Smith can't win you a Super Bowl. I am buying the Redskins. I love what the Redskins are doing. The Redskins are like the little engine that could. They have, what is his name? They have, his name is, ding ding Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is fantastic. I love Kirk Cousins. There's a small opening. Uh, the, the Cowboys will not make the playoffs this year. So there's a small opening. I'm picking the Redskins over the Falcons to make the playoffs. I am buying a ton of the Patriots. The Patriots, yeah, I say I say this every week. For like the bazillionth week in a row, I'm buying a ton of the Patriots. The Patriots have no competition in the AFC, and man, their win over the Raiders looked extremely convincing. Wow. The Patriots will be in the Super Bowl. Patriots versus who? That is my question about the Super Bowl. I'm buying a ton of the Seahawks. What did we expect? This was the Seahawks' first week without Richard Sherman playing against the Falcons. All the weapons the Falcons have. Not to mention the Falcons head coach is a former coach of the Seattle Seahawks who knows and understands their defense. Of course, the Seahawks defense got manhandled by the Falcons. Great receivers and understanding of their scheme. The Seahawks will recover on buying the Seahawks. I'm selling the Rams. The Rams have lost their four biggest games this year. They cannot seem to deliver in the biggest moments. It's very sad. And the Rams have an extremely tough schedule coming up. I love the Rams. I love what they're doing. I like Sean McVay. I love Jared Goff. But the Rams need another year to develop. Next year, you'll be great. Come back next year. I'm buying a ton of the Vikings. The quarterback Case Keenum looked like the real deal against the Rams. And the Rams defense is no slouch. It's really cool to see what the Vikings are doing. I love Case Keenum. The Rams 
uh, the, Cal- the Vikings have a great defense, a good quarterback, and a ton of offensive weapons. I'm buying the Vikings. And finally, I am selling Matthew Stafford. Look, it looks like the Lions will not win the NFC North. And right now, the Vikings are playing Case Keenum at quarterback. The Bears have Mitch Trubisky, and Aaron Rodgers is out maybe for the season. So if this is the year. If you're going to win the NFC North ever, Matthew Stafford needs to deliver this year. It looks like he cannot. I'm selling Matthew Stafford. I don't know how this is going to affect his legacy, but clearly this is not a good look for Matthew Stafford and the Lions. That's been NFL by ourselves. Thank you for listening. Um, I want to talk about this next. This is a thing many guys have, to, a decision many guys have to make in their life. There comes a time you're dating a girl and you're coming up on the one year anniversary and you're thinking, what do we do for our one year anniversary? Where do I take this girl for dinner? Let me tell you what. No matter what you do, you cannot go to fast food for dinner. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to go to the best restaurant in town, but you can't cheap out on your one year anniversary dinner. This dinner is not something that comes around all the time. It's not a, a common occurrence. But when, it, when you go on your one-year anniversary dinner, something that doesn't happen very often, you need to do it right. You need to take her to do a good place. You cannot cheap out when you go on your one-year anniversary dinner. The Seahawks cheaped out on a kicker. This last offseason, Stephen Hauschka, the former Seahawks kicker, wanted a bigger contract. The Seahawks refused to sign the big contract. So instead, the Seahawks said, no, nah, we're done with Blair, with, we're done with Stephen Hauska. They signed Blair Walsh. There are some things in life you just pay more for. There are certain things in life you can't cheap out on. In fact, pickles is one thing. The cheap brand of pickles for me just doesn't work. It can't cheap out on pickles. Now, the Seahawks cheaped out on a kicker. You don't cheap out on kickers. Now, this season, Blair Walsh, the Seahawks kicker, has cost them two games. Not one, two games this year. The Seahawks kicker has failed them and not delivered. Against the Redskins, Blair Walsh had three field goal misses. And this week on Monday Night Football, the Seahawks kicker Blair Walsh missed the game-winning field goal. <laughs> it's very sad. It's really sad. But look, if you're buying a motorcycle helmet, buy the most expensive motorcycle helmet. You may not think it matters. But when you get in a crash and you really need your motorcycle helmet, you'll be glad you bought, you spent the money and you bought a good motorcycle helmet. Because you don't need it very often. But when you do need it, you need one that delivers and helps you out. Do not cheap out on kickers. The Seahawks cheaped out when they got the kicker Blair Walsh. That is a big problem and it's very indicative of the overall problems for the Seahawks. The Seahawks should have spent more money and kept Steven Hauska around. Do not underappreciate kickers. Kickers are very important. You don't need them very often, but when you need them, you will remember that you cheaped out on a kicker. Do not cheap out on kickers. I had a great dinner yesterday. Oh my goodness. Uh, a good buddy of mine is getting married and we had a whole conversation about when you decided to get married, what did you think? How did you know? How did you decide to get married? And I guess what happened was after dating for, uh, for quite a while, him and his fiance said, where are we headed? They had this, this whole discussion about marriage. Are we headed towards marriage? And they had a conversation and said, we are going towards marriage. They made it together. Like we're going to work. We're going to be conscious of it. And we're going to prepare to not prepare to get married, but say like, we would like that. We could see that happening. Let's be conscious of it and make decisions that could lead towards that down that road. Jimmy Garoppolo has six weeks left with the 49ers franchise. And right now, Jimmy Garoppolo has six weeks to have that conversation about marriage with the 49ers. It's very funny to me. Uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play the rest of this year, the media will freak out. The media will be all over that story. Oh my God, is Jimmy Garoppolo bad? What's wrong with him? What's happening? I think we should not freak out. 
if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play the rest of this season, at all this season, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo does not touch a football field this year for the 49ers. I have no problem with that. In fact, here's what that would tell us. If Jimmy Garoppolo does not play a down this football season, it is proof the 49ers believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. It won't happen. When you buy a new sports car, I don't care who you are, you drive the sports car. No matter how rainy it is, you just you want to take the sports car for a test run. I don't think the 49ers will be able to avoid playing Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's just too enticing. But if they don't play him, the, the, here's the thing. It means they believe in him. It means there's nothing he needs to prove to them. It means they like Jimmy Garoppolo and they believe in him as their future quarterback. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays at all this season, it's an audition for both the 49ers and for every team looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays well, he could leave. He could be there. But he's kind of feeling it out. Do I want to get married to the 49ers? Do I want to be with the 49ers? If the 49ers don't re-sign him, that brings his value way down. It's like, what's wrong with Jimmy Garoppolo? Why don't the 49ers want him? It's just a very interesting conversation. If Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play at all this season, it's because he already got the part. He, they don't need him to audition. They're like, look, man, you're great. You're our franchise quarterback. We don't need to see what you have. If Jimmy Garoppolo is like a top five franchise quarterback in the NFL, him playing for the 49ers actually hurts their season because it gives them a lower draft pick. It risks him getting an injury. It's like, if he's really that great, there's no reason to play. Kind of like in the Andrew Luck argument this year where we said Andrew Luck maybe should not play this year. It's possible Jimmy Garoppolo will not play at all this season, and I would not be worried, and I would not be freaked out. Again, he will play this year. I'm, I'm very certain Jimmy Garoppolo will play this NFL season because, again, when you buy a new sports car, it's just too enticing. You buy a new sports car, you take it for a test drive. That's just how it works. But I'm just pointing out, if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play this season, the underlying message is, we believe in him, he's our guy. We trust him. That is a fact. Do not freak out if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play this season because it is actually proof that the 49ers do believe in him. My name is Zach Schaumler. Coming up, I'm going to take a short break. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit about Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield could be a great NFL quarterback if he does this one thing. This one thing that could make or break Baker Mayfield's career. And then we'll talk about LeVar Ball versus the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, this is a really, really good show. I'm very proud of the preparation I did. Um, kind of a short show, honestly, but a great, great podcast full of great content. My name is Zach Schellmer. Subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Tell your friends about this show. Share this with your friends. Tell your friends, hey, I like this podcast. I want to tell you about it. And we're actually, I'm very proud of where we are. We are about 300 listeners total for the aggregate between all platforms. And I really like that. I really, really like that we have a lot of listeners. I haven't shared with you guys. I want to be honest. I love that you guys are listening. I have some really great fans that are engaging with me on the internet. And I just, I want to say I love, love the people listening to this podcast. We have a really great culture we're building, a great community, and it's really, really fun. The people listening to this podcast have engaging questions, and it's just a ton of fun for me to engage with you guys online. Thank you so much for listening. I will be right back next, coming up, Baker Mayfield and then LeVar Ball. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I'll be right back. All right, everybody, we're back. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Everybody has that one friend who's dated a girl, and you just know. That relationship will not work. You, you, you're like, that guy and that girl, that's dangerous, that scares me. I don't know that they should be dating. Fit matters. You have to find a good fit. It's very important to find someone who's compatible with you. For example, uh, I talk about, I once said on my this podcast, relationships are kind of like Tupperware bowls. 
when you when you put them in the shelf, some fit together really well and some fit together perfectly. You want to find a better fit than the one that's just kind of like a square and a circle. Those don't fit very well together. Two that are square is a really good fit and the best fit are two that are exactly identical that fit together very, very well and actually perfectly. Does that make sense? Some fits are better than others. Some people are more compatible with other people and some people are more compatible with certain situations. There's a lot of conversation going on right now about Baker Mayfield and his ability in the NFL. Will Baker Mayfield be a good NFL quarterback? I really believe Baker Mayfield can work in the NFL. He has a lot of potential. He's a great, he's my, he's my favorite college football player, by the way. I'm very biased on this. I love Baker Mayfield. I see a lot of myself in him. I talk, talked about this before. I love his fight. He's like Braveheart. He's just this warrior kid that's made a lot of emotional plays. He's made mistakes very clearly, but he's got some real talent that I just love. I look at Baker Mayfield and I see a lot of what I liked about Deshaun Watson. He has this it factor. This guy, people want to follow him. He can make it happen in big moments. He's just a baller, and I really love his scrappy ability. He's over. Well, you may not know about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has overcome a lot in his life. He had to walk on to not one, but two different Division I college football teams. He walked on to Texas Tech, broke records as a true freshman. Week one, he played as a true freshman at Texas Tech as a walk-on. That never, ever happens. Now, when they didn't give him a scholarship, he said, I'm leaving and walked on to Oklahoma. This is a kid who has overcome obstacle after obstacle after obstacle to get where he is. I love it. I love the fight. He's made mistakes. Baker Mayfield has made mistakes in his life. He has had off-the-field issues. He had the thing last week where he grabbed his crotch, and he's getting suspended for the beginning of the game. He won't be a captain this week. Baker Mayfield should go to the Arizona Cardinals. Baker Mayfield will do well in the NFL if he goes to the Cardinals. He needs to work with Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, the Cardinals head coach, is very good with quarterbacks. And Bruce Arians could help settle him down. Bruce Arians worked with Andrew Luck in Andrew Luck's rookie year. He worked with Peyton Manning in Peyton Manning's rookie year. Bruce Arians understands young rookie quarterbacks and is very, very good at developing quarterbacks. He really has. He just Bruce Arians has not really had a dominant good quarterback at all the entire time he's been in Arizona. He had Carson Palmer at the end of his career. He had a couple good years, but Carson Palmer has very quickly declined and waned. I really believe that if the Arizona Cardinals draft Baker Mayfield, that is a match made in heaven. I mean, look, Bruce Arians is an offensive mastermind. That dude gets quarterbacks and he understands NFL offenses and just understands offense so well. And the criticism of Baker Mayfield is always a Big 12 quarterback. And Big 12 quarterbacks don't work in the NFL. Baker Mayfield is not a typical Big 12 quarterback. He does run the spread offense. He also runs a lot of stuff under center. He runs complex, good schemes, and he makes NFL throws. Not all the time, but he does. He does do NFL reads, and we've seen from Baker Mayfield, he can operate at a high level in a real, traditional offense. Now, the biggest worry about Baker Mayfield is his arm strength. I was a small, weak-armed quarterback. I, I struggled to throw in cold, windy weather, and so will Baker Mayfield. It's funny we talk about how, you know, should Baker Mayfield go to the Giants? I've talked about that before. The honest truth is that the New York Giants need Sam Darnold to go to their team. Not Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold, the USC quarterback, has a big, strong arm. A guy like that needs to play, or a team like that needs a guy like Sam Darnold who has a big, strong arm. Baker Mayfield would not work in the New York Giants organization. The windy, cold weather is not good for small, weak-armed quarterbacks. Look at Eli Manning. It's very interesting. Look at his stats, home versus away. The Meadowlands with Baker Mayfield is a really, really, really tough place to play 
football. Sam Darnold needs to go, uh, would work very well in a place like New York, but Sam Darnold can play anywhere because Sam Darnold has such a big arm and so many physical gifts. A smaller guy like Baker Mayfield, the Oklahoma quarterback, can't go to just whatever team he wants. A guy like Baker Mayfield, do short and has a weaker arm, does not work in cold weather areas. He needs to play in a place like Arizona where there's a stadium which is a dome. He can play indoors. He can play in warmer weather like Seattle, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Baker Mayfield does a match made in heaven. If he goes to the Cardinals, he could be extremely, extremely successful. So I really like Baker Mayfield. I think he would work very well in a place like Arizona. I think that's the best place for him to go in the entire world. Keep your eye on that when the NFL draft comes around. I think the Cardinals will pick a quarterback. I think the Patriots could pick Baker Mayfield. I think they love a guy like his spunk, especially if Tom Brady has so many years left in the tank. They're like Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll nab Baker Mayfield late and develop him in their system. But honestly, I want to say this. Quarterbacks are going to get overdrafted this year in the NFL draft. Quarterbacks are way more valuable than any position in the NFL. So if you have a guy who you think is a good NFL quarterback, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Deshaun Watson isn't typically your guy you would pick 12th overall. If you think he can win at 12th overall, you pick Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson is such a good talent. And Baker Mayfield is a similar guy. Baker Mayfield could go very early in the first round, even if he's not looked at as a prototypical great quarterback. Remember when Christian Ponder was picked 12th overall by the Vikings? Christian Ponder did not look like a great NFL quarterback, but NFL quarterbacks often get overdrafted. So keep your eye on Baker Mayfield. He will get overdrafted. I think the perfect situation for him would be to end up landing in Arizona playing for the Cardinals. If you live in Miami, you expect hurricanes. Every year, I I, I really don't understand who would want to live in Miami. Every year I hear of all kinds of stories of destruction. It's very sad. It's like, oh God, why would you want to live there? Your house is going to get destroyed like every year. But if you live in Miami, you're very aware. You're like, look, that's part of the deal. Part of the deal of living in Miami is that there are all kinds of hurricanes. A lot of bad stuff happens and your house could get destroyed literally every year. Hurricanes are just a reality if you live in Miami, Florida. I don't get it, but that's the truth. If you live in Miami, Florida, you know what you're getting into. You're going to deal with hurricanes. Last, this list last week, LeVar Ball criticized the Lakers coaches. He said, I, w- I want to talk about that because LeVar Ball heavily criticized the Lakers. You know, I just want you to, let me play the clip. Let's listen to what LeVar Ball said about the Lakers coaches. In an excerpt from this article on Bleacher Report, LeVar stated, they're soft. They don't know how to coach my son. I know how to coach Lonzo. I tell him to get to the victory. Stop messing around. For Complex News, I'm Pierre Simpson. I want to ask the question very sincerely and honestly. Do we really think Luke Walton and the Los Angeles Lakers were not prepared for this? Like, do you really think he would draft Lonzo Ball and not expect this from LeVar? It's crazy to me. Like, we knew what we were getting into with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is not a great scorer. He's a good passer, and he's got a crazy dad. Why is everyone in the media saying, oh my God, LeVar Ball is causing all these problems? Yeah, of course he is. He's done this for years. What in the world did you expect LeVar Ball to do when his son got to the NBA? And to think that the Lakers are rattled by this, this is what we knew LeVar Ball would do. LeVar Ball has always caused issues. He has a big mouth. I like LeVar Ball. I'm actually a fan of his. Weirdly enough, I like LeVar Ball. But I want you to listen to Luke Walton, the Lakers head coach's response to what LeVar Ball said. This is not what we're here to do or talk about um i will say this i think that he has done a phenomenal job as a father 
with Lonzo because Lonzo is a special young man. He's self selfless. He's unselfish. His teammates his teammates love him. He cares about them. Uh, he plays the game the right way. So he's done a great job with that. But we're not uh, concerned with what parents think of how we're coaching the, the team. Uh, we're concerned with the team and what's best for our team and and uh, and how we can continue to get better. <laughs> Listen to what he says. Luke Walton has been waiting for this moment. He knew this would come. If you live in Miami, you expect hurricanes. It's part of the reality. If you're going to draft LeVar Ball's son, you expect the guy to say crazy outlandish things about you. This is the same guy who pulled his son out of high school basketball and gave his 16-year-old son a basketball shoe. Are you kidding me? Guys, this is LeVar Ball. This is who he is. This should not surprise anybody. Why are we acting suddenly like, oh my God, can you believe he said that? What did you expect? LeVar Ball has a big mouth. He says offensive things about coaches. Of course, he's going to run his mouth about Luke Walton. I love you, LeVar Ball. I really do. But that's who you are. That's what you do. I like you. But that's, that's the honest truth. That's what you do. And so... The fact that everyone is outraged and freaking out, oh my God, how are the Lakers going to respond? Will this affect chemistry? Look, again, what in the world did you expect? The Lakers are prepared for this. Listen to that statement. Listen to the statement again. We're not uh, concerned with what parents think of how we're coaching the, the team. <laughs> the Lakers were prepared. They knew he's going to be this way. Listen to how kind of bored Luke Walton sounds. It's hilarious to me. We all knew Luke Walton. How was Luke Walton knew he was going to have to deal with this later, sooner than later. The moment has finally arrived. Again, what did anyone expect? LeVar Ball, I love you, but you're a troublemaker. You say weird stuff about coaches. Of course. I'm not going to make all these crazy things. I don't have a good story about you know dads from the past saying this and that. Look, this is LeVar Ball. Accept it. Move on. I've been around that bad dad who says crazy outlandish things. I don't know that LeVar Ball is quite that bad. LeVar Ball is a pretty over-the-top dad. But at least LeVar Ball's son seemed to like basketball. Because I knew growing up there were all kinds of kids I played baseball with or even football where it's clear the dad is just pushing and forcing the kid to play the sport and the kid doesn't enjoy the sport or love the sport. That is not the scenario. LeVar Ball is a big, loud guy, but his kids love basketball and he's got good kids. I like Lonzo. I think Lonzo and I could be good friends. I really do. It seems like a good temper- temperamental kid and I'm not worried about the Lakers. In fact, uh, I heard this, my dad talked about this one time. He said that parents do this. They're either a warning sign or in a good example, my best friend Nathan has amazing, incredible parents, and they are just like a, they're a beacon of hope. They give me, they show me like, that's the family I want someday. Roger Piles, Nathan's dad. Roger is just a outstanding example of how to be a dad. And Nathan looks at that, and Nathan's like, my dad's a role model. I want to be like my dad. Where some people, I have friends whose dads are, they sell drugs, or they, they do all kinds of bad stuff, and it's like, their whole goal in life is to be nothing like their father, or nothing like their parents. I don't know that it's that extreme, but I think Lonzo Ball honestly looks at his dad, sees how loud he is and says, I don't want to be like that. My dad's loud. I'm quiet because I just don't want to be like my dad. That's the truth. LeVar Ball's not that bad, but it's that, that's what we expected LeVar Ball to be. Of course, LeVar Ball is loud and saying bad things about Luke Walton. What did anybody expect? My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate you guys as listeners and viewers. If you're watching, if you're listening, Man, I love you guys. I love the engaging conversations we're having in the comments on YouTube. I really, really hope everybody has a great, fantastic Thanksgiving. Right now, it is currently uh, late on Wednesday night. I'm going to put this podcast out. You guys can listen to it over Thanksgiving break. If you're driving home after Thanksgiving, please listen to this podcast. I know it's too late, but whatever. Um, And subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, 
and on YouTube. Again, I put videos on YouTube of myself talking. It's really fun. That's where I'm getting some great comments from people. It's just a ton of fun. I'm in the comments every day. I'm responding to what you guys have to say, and I'm getting really, really intelligent, engaging comments on my stuff. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We are growing. It's fun. We've only been around since August 31st, and we're already at a pretty high number that I'm proud of. That is extremely, extremely cool. Keep telling your friends about the show. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm going to watch a ton of football. Every year on Thanksgiving, I have uh, a football game with my friends. I'm going to go at 10 a.m. tomorrow and play football. I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. I can't wait to eat some turkey and mashed potatoes. It's really, God, it's a great, great thing. I'm going to get together with all my friends and their family, and it's just going to be a wonderful wonderful time. I love Thanksgiving. It really, really is legitimately my favorite holiday. It's, it's, I don't care about Christmas gifts. I just love getting together with my friends and with my family. And I'm so very excited. So thank you so much for listening. My name is Zach Schaumer. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and have a great day, everybody.